This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We're doing a lone episode. Tons of emails. We get through a lot. Check it out. Share it with friends. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side, San New York Labs, here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'm going to say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it is my pleasure to do this podcast, and it makes me feel oh so good that you're enjoying it as much as I enjoy putting it out there. Um, I am. We're getting ahead right now because we're trying. I'm going to be going to L.A. for a bit. Uh, hopefully doing shows out there. I'll be putting that out on my Instagram at Jared Freed. Uh, we had a guest scheduled, but you know, schedules kind of, sometimes they get changed. So it's going to be me and my boy, Classic Shell. Just the boys. Just the boys. <laughs> just a just a couple of boys hanging out. Uh, we're going to do emails. We're going to do a bunch of more news stories. It's going to be a looser version of the same podcast you know and love. But before we get started, you got to tell a friend. You got to tell one friend. Tell one friend. Tell one friend. Tell one friend. You got to tell someone about this podcast. User generated. They're your emails. They're your questions. They're our commiseration. The only way this works is via you, the listener. If you stop emailing, we stop doing it. But you keep emailing. I know people that have told other people of all different backgrounds, and it's they like it. Those very clear and concise, Shelby. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. No, well, we got all the colors of the crayon box. They're like, hey, sorority. Uh, these are other backgrounds. Yeah. You know? Other <laughs> other backgrounds. Smarter yeah. Smarter people. Smart people. Dumb stupid people. people uh, average people. Old, young, gay, straight. Old, young, gay, straight, bi, trans, male, female, whatever you, you know, people who think they're a dinosaur. Everybody isn't on this podcast. And I'm enjoying hearing from you, the listener. Um, we have a follow-up email. Um, let's read a follow-up. We like a follow-up, right? Love them. Train. Uh, it's a cool co-worker breakup follow-up. Follow-up from my email you read a few weeks ago on the pod. Since the breakup uh, with my co-worker, X, I've started listening, uh, started seeing another girl at, at my at my f- at my face yeah great idea as i got dumped so obviously i'm going to see other people what is this i have since started seeing another girl at my uh i guess at their job and i got dumped so obviously i'm going to see other people she knows about the new girl and is super pissed off the ex and i continue to talk and i've been getting mixed signals from however most of the time we just uh talk we just argue and bicker bicker she says that she just wants to see how things go but won't commit to plans or anything else it's actually the point where it's just painful for me to talk uh 
uh, to her because we both just end up pissed off, assuming all this tension began with me seeing the new girl. Yeah, it might have been. I see an actual future with the ex, but not the new girl. So my question is twofold. Is there a way to make this work with my ex? I feel like I'm lying to myself and the new girl I'm seeing uh, since I'm hung up on my uh, with and the new girl I'm seeing since I'm hung up on the ex. And if we need to go separate ways. Any advice on getting over her? It's difficult for me to move on since I sit 15 feet from her and see her every time I turn around at my desk. This is a this is a crazy email, right? I don't understand. He's got a lot of a lot of things lot going of on. Cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, and I think for this guy, you've emailed him before, and I appreciate your email. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I appreciate you listening and, and emailing in, and I appreciate the follow-up. Uh, if you send a follow-up, give me more clues as to what the fuck we talked about. Because we, you know, once we're done, we're done. Doing five, six emails an app. Yeah, this is cray. Uh so listen, what you need to do is Shelby said said it very uh as well as I could ever say it. Too many cooks in the kitchen. You got too much going on. You have too much going on to have a relationship. You need, and you got to do things one at a time, and you know the order. The order is, hey, you know you're not that into your new current girlfriend, so end it. Game over. You know you have something still going on with the other girl, but every time you talk, you fight. Well, if you can't even have a conversation where it doesn't end with two of you pissed off, maybe you guys aren't the one for each other and you're just talking to each other because you feel comfortable. You need to get away from all this stuff. You have to end it and start acting like a human who ha- doesn't have to fuck people first before getting to know them. You need to start acting like a person who can be personable with people in the office. Right now, you're a disaster. I don't know what work you could be getting done. End all these relationships and get on good terms with them as friends and move away from them social media, move away from them, and be work coworkers. Yeah, you're, it's going to get messy. It's going to get messy. You got to you gotta like start cleaning up the mess. It's already messy. Clean up the mess. I like a good follow-up. But listen, we got lots of emails. We're going to go straight to the, the inbox. We're going to just keep peeling them off the top. I'd like to get through like 15 emails today. I'd love that. That'd be great, More right? More than anything. Let's just go right through it. I can't get away from the older girls. What's up, King of Brunch? I've been listening for three years now, and I've loved every second of it. Thanks for all you do. Keep it up. I'm a freshman at a top-tier SEC school. So far, college has been an amazing experience. Joined a frat, work at a bar, so as you would think, I know a good amount of hot honeys. <laughs> oh, do you? Well, long short, long story short, I listened. I started hooking up with this girl who's a junior, two years older than me, area code 998. Probably biased as fuck, but sexy, and she's older. Yeah, okay. We briefly met when we were both in high school, but I just recently kicked it off. Uh, like most junior chicks would act be, being hit on by a freshman, she was playing hard to get. However, after many trials, which <laughs> many trials, what, the two shots of fireball? Yeah. We hooked up during one of our breaks, beginning of the second second semester. Then around, uh, even around her friends, she was all over me, which she hadn't been before. It's been about a month since we first hooked up, and she's constantly been hitting on me with the late night Snapchat to go over to place at least twice a week. We smoke, we watch a movie, fuck, take a shower together, usually fuck in the morning, too, and I'm loving it. This guy's living the freshman dream. What's the problem? The, yeah, what's the problem? You can't have a problem after that. If someone came over to me and was like, we're talking to this girl, we fuck, we watch a movie, we fuck, we take a shower together, and usually fuck in the morning. There's not one person on earth that should feel bad for that person. Yeah. Like, we usually can conversate well and really kick it off from whenever her friends talk to me uh, about her. It seems like she's into me. Yeah, I'd say she's into you. She's fucking three times a day. 
what I want to ask you is what I should do. Is communication really key, and should I just be straight up and tell her how I feel? I don't know if she would uh, push this relationship forward, but I don't want to ruin what we've got going in the process of seeing what she uh, feels. Hope you read it on Eric. Thanks for your help on the past. I've definitely taken other people's emails into account. Thank you for the email. I hear what... This is a very freshman year. He's like, I got it. I got the prize. Fucking at night, in the shower, in the morning. So quick. It's like, you think that's... Can I have this for the rest of my life? Yeah. yeah. He wants to lock it down. He wants to hug it. But the, he's... What he could do is hug it so hard that he strangles it and makes it die. That's what he doesn't want to do. And it's interesting because it's funny. You go from high school where you're like living with your parents... You barely touch a tit, and then you graduate. You go to the school, and a girl you're just sleeping in a girl's place. Can't it get any better? It can't. <laughs> that's the thing. And he's like, I can't wake up from this dream. Will this ever happen again? It yeah. <laughs> It's true. Will it ever happen again? You, and and here's what I'll tell you from from the from thirty three year old mountain. It will happen again. It will, there will be other girls. And yes, this will end in disappointment. You're not going to have it forever. Enjoy it while it lasts. And the way, and, and take that sentence and use it. Enjoy it while it lasts. And let's take the one word out. Enjoy. Enjoy. Relax. Don't ask for more. Just don't ask. Just, you have to drive the boat. All you ask for is the same fun time. You like her. You're kicking it off. You're hitting it off. You're doing well. Good in conversation. Forget about how old she is or what you know, how many years older she is or that she's a junior or whatever. Just keep pushing for the next hang up. Because if you sit there, you're going to sound really young if you look at her and you're like, you show how excited you are. Because like, you, if you looked at her in the eye, you were like, a year ago, I was in my your race car bed. She'd be like, oh, my God, what the fuck am I doing with this? Fucking don't you, you know, you're laying pipe twice a week, three times each time. Enjoy. Sometimes it's just about living in the moment. You know, I get like upset with stand up stuff. I get upset with comedy all the time. But then I take a moment. I'm like, I'm doing it. People are listening to the podcast. People listen to what you have to say. We should all live in the moment. We should all live in the moment. Live in the now. Live in the fuck. Right? That's what he should do. Next time you guys are fucking in the shower, just take a moment to look around you at that dorm shower and say, you did it, buddy. And wear a condom. <laughs> That's my other piece of advice. But, you know, I, I do think, what's the future going to be? Who cares, man? It could all end tomorrow. Have a great time with this. And keep having great times because right now what you are is the most fun party and she's going to keep enjoying. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. This one's called Now What? What's up, Train? Feather, Feather. I'm currently walking home from the night before writing, from the night before writing you. Need some advice on what to do now. I went home with an old friend about a week ago. We got After we got drinks with her friends at a bar and we both drank way too much. Next morning, we couldn't remember the night before because we both blacked out or browned out. Uh, apparently, it was okay. LOL. <laughs> People use LOL in such weird ways. And she invited me over for round two a week later last night. We talked before and it was great, but when it got to the time, I couldn't get it up. 
Pretty sure it was my porn addiction that shot me in the foot here. I'm going to quit porn, I swear. <laughs> well, don't quit porn. But maybe be a little bit more prepared next time. Maybe. Let's get rid of morning wax. You whack off in the morning, Shelby? Never. Never. It's not, I'm not a morning person. Okay. I'll do a morning whack and it's never a good decision. It, I like a whack off before bed. Like a glass of warm milk. Puts me to bed. Treat it like a little weed. Like a weed, yeah. I don't smoke weed, I whack off. Just a solid whack and then fall asleep. That's why sleepovers suck. Because, you know, if you have someone over your place and you have a sleepover, you know, you don't even get that, like, moment to just zen out with a solid whack with yourself and then you can just turn over. You gotta have kisses goodnight, you gotta do, you know, the prep stuff, all that shit. That's why it gets like, you know, you're like, like tonight, I got nothing going on. I could hypothetically have someone come over. But to me, I'm like, ah, I want to wake up, you know, I want to go to bed on my own time. I want, I want that solid, you know, pre, pre-sleep whack. This guy, he might be whacking off in the morning. It was pretty awkward this morning and I like this girl. She said that never had, she said that she never had this problem before. I think she thought I wasn't into her. How do I play this? Now what? Advice would help. Yeah, <clears throat> a lot of girls get in this mode where they think, it's them, not you, and they make it personalized. And all you, all I can say to anyone who's not getting up, one, you're not the last that will not get it up with the girl, and you're not the first. We all, you know, fucking is like pitching. So, you know? Shelby, you watch baseball? Yeah. When you watch baseball, pitchers don't have a great, you know, not pitchers aren't going out there rocking it every night. They'll get shelled some nights. Some nights you come in your pants, other nights you're lasting for an hour and you're fucking bringing, you know, the cum game. It's And it's everywhere in between. It's tough to be a consistent lay. I think for you and this girl, you have to go forward confidently. You can't, the next time you can't like come into that bedroom like, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry about last time. You got to forget. You got to what? Just like a bad night of pitcher, the best pitchers showered off. Go back out on the mound the next night or the five days. That's what you have to do. Come back in five days, ready to pitch again. Yeah. You're Pedro Martinez. Pedro Martinez got shelled too. People hit home runs off of him. He's one of the best of all time. I think I I personally think Pedro Martinez is the best pitcher of all time. It's my personal opinion. No one, I mean, during the steroid area, I mean, he's unbelievable. What he did. But <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Even Pedro, people hit home runs off of him. So she fucking smacked you around. Now it's time. Take a shower. Own it, but forget it. That's the the I can't get it up thing. Because if you don't forget about it and you don't trust your penis for the next time, it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're going to have it happen again. I've had the issue. I mean, I'll, I mean, listen. I'll be ultra personal. I've come too quick so many times that it should be more embarrassing than it is. But, you know, and when girls personalize it, like I had a girl, you know, like this girl saying never happened to her before. Has nothing to do with her. And then I've had girls where I've come too quick and they're like, they're like proud of themselves. Oh, you were so into it. And I'm like, I, I guess you could say that. 
You know, I, I don't even think that has anything to do with that. I think it just has to do with the sensitivity of my dick and whether I've come or not later that day. I don't know. I, I, it's, again, why does a picture of a good night and a bad night? Happens to everyone. Happens to everyone. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. A very special. We turned the lights down in the studio. We're guestless. It's erotic in here. It is. Urgently need help. The clock is running out. Shit. This is hopefully... <laughs> Dearest J Train, as a master of the pre 5 p.m. makeout, you know all things getting things done before a deadline. I need that sort of expertise to help me out of a predicament. The bottom line is, I need a date to my fraternity weekender that's two weeks from today. Well, we fucked up. I don't think it's going to make it. Sorry, dude. Get on the app. It's to Lake Havasu, which is basically Arizona's party lake. Now, normally, finding a date to something I paid hundreds of dollars for would be priority number one. But up until two weeks ago, I thought I had a date because uh, I was in a relationship. P.S. I asked a question about moving on at six thirty in the morning. About moving on at six thirty in the morning on a coke binge and listen, listening to your, you answered on the podcast made me cringe. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Well, timeline of that breakup made it hard for me to find a date for my weekender, and all the girls I thought I could take are either uninterested, unable, or in relationships, and now I'm starting to run out of time and hope. I'd like to, uh, to get late on this weekender, but I don't want to feel it, to feel transactional. How, in the short amount of time, can I convince a girl to go on the weekender with me? Be sure that she's down for me. I, would, uh, I was thinking of turning to my Tinder or Bumble into like a pres uh, presentation, looking for a date, having people swipe right if they're interested, but that could also make me look like a desperate loser. Any tips or suggestions? Uh, thank you so much, Wizard of Haas. Shelby, any thoughts? It seems like if you do that, you're taking a girl that you met on Tinder mm. to like some how who knows, two, three day week thing. Yeah, that yeah, could yeah. be weird. It's weird. It's too much. Just met him. Yeah. I'm I'm not into that move. Here's my suggestion. Ready? Yeah. Here's my suggestion. One. You have to get out of your head that a fuck has to happen on this weekender. You want to have fun. So whoever you're going with, you want to have fun. That should be your number one priority. And whoever you take with you should want, should be the most fun option. Okay? What you do, and here's the only move. And this is, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in this situation. They got a prom. They got a date. They got a... Whatever the event is that you're going to invite someone to, you want fun. Fun will take you wherever you need to go. Whether you fuck or not, you know, I've fucked on a lot of, I've, 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 I've fucked and not had fun. I've had fun and not fucked. Do you know what I mean? Like the yeah. reverse, I've fucked and been like, that didn't even add to my weekend. It made it worse. It's a little bit of the uh, second email of living in the moment. Yes. Yeah. So remember that. I have fucked and not had fun, and I have had fun and not fucked. What would you rather have? I'd have the fun. I'd have the fun. So what I'm saying to this guy, you go to your one of your best buddies in the fraternity and with the sorority. You go to your best friend, and you say to him, hey, who are you bringing? Does that person have a good friend that they want to bring? Who's that person's best friend? Who's that person's best friend with nobody? And whoever it is, you're in. That's who you're taking. Because here's what it does. The community will provide. You want to rest your nape 
in the you want to rest your head in the community's nape. So what I'm saying to you, if you're if you're looking for a date party suggestion, you go to your best friend who has a date, and you say to that best friend, "Hey, I'm looking to have a great time in this weekend. Whoever your girl, you, whoever your brain, can you ask your girl if she has any friends for me that wants to have a good time? And so now you're like a foursome." Now, if it doesn't go well with them, you know, I, I, right now you're because you want to play the party odds. If your best friend's a good dude, that means he's bringing a cool chick and that means she knows cool chicks. So you're playing the odds as best to your favor as possible, because right now you're looking at small odds opportunities. Tinder, you don't know what that's going to be. You want to make the fun happen as sure as possible. J Train Podcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com a lot of dude emails ooh I like this one this is a lady dealing with the ultimate cock blocker help dear jtrain millions of feathers and diving right in I'm dating this guy and we're falling in love. Our connection chemistry is insane and things have been a dream over the last couple months. We hang out a couple times a week and are just starting to plan things together for the future. This is great. Not all is perfect in paradise. Q, his best friend of over a decade, who also happens to be his roommate. My dude is, is awesome. 989. His friend clearly depends on him for going out and pretty much everything else in his uh, social. Uh, for example, the other night we we're out on a romantic dinner movie date with clear intentions of getting it on after and the BFF calls wasted saying he needs him to come get him ASAP because he lost his keys. Can't get home and doesn't want to leave the car. As you can imagine, I was less than thrilled. Our night was interrupted and things like this happen with him more often than not. I'm all, of course, in the beginning, I was super cool about it. Uh, but now a couple months in, I'm feeling like the best friend is the jealous, bitter old wife. I'm even... I even overheard him saying, I thought you weren't going to be out too late to my man last time we were hanging out. I'm starting to feel like I'm in the ultimate romantic comedy. How do I handle the situation and still be cool with the girlfriend, uh, the best friend approve of? I respect the brotherly bond, but I'm 28. My dude is 31. Isn't it time to cut the cord or at least have some boundaries? Any thoughts would be appreciated. Shelby, what do you think? Yeah. I, it's a tough one. You got to talk to him about it. I mean, the... The guy, the friend probably, her boyfriend probably might even feel this way. He might be annoyed, but not. Oh, you, oh, about the friend or about her? About the friend. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. I think she's ready for this to be a fucking thing. And she wants to grow up. Yeah. And this guy, I think it's more about her boyfriend than it is the friend. Because your boyfriend needs to stop being a pussy and needs to grow up himself. Yeah. Because right now, he's being a child with the roommate. He should be able to have the friendship with this roommate to say, hey, man, dude, it's starting to get annoying. And also move out. The next step is going to be moving with her if it goes the way she wants it to go. So he's going to be moving from this roommate to her, his new roommate. Um, so when that happens, you're going to be fine. You're going to know what a night with this dude entails, but you have to stop blaming the friend and start blaming the boyfriend. And it's not that you're not being cool. It's that you just have some standards and you need to say to the friend, not that you don't like this guy, but that, you know, it feels like he's feeling jealous of their relationship and your boyfriend. If he's 
game with you. You know, listen, everybody leaves their friends for the significant other. It always, 100% of relationships. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying that in the way that like, you know, you start resenting. It's just like there's a natural progression to growing up that, listen, these friends become friends that you lean on at certain times that aren't all the time like they are when you're 20. So for this guy who's 31, it's time for him to set some boundaries with his friend. It's not the roommate's problem as much as it is your boyfriend's problem. And you have to say to him, hey, listen, um, I'm having a fun time, but like, I this it feels like, you know, I wouldn't even say it feels like, I wouldn't say it feels like he's um, getting in the way or jealous. I would just say, hey, I'm not dealing with this fucking dude right now. I feel like he's, ah, how does she say it? In a way, you're going to change this friendship and that friend is going to blame you no matter what. If it doesn't, because it sounds like what the friend is, he's scared of losing the party. And he knows when you when it's two dudes going out, it's a fun night. When it's one dude going out, it's a lonely fucking night. He might get some version of the classic bros before hoes thing. But then you have to wonder what 31-year-old man is saying bros before hoes. Yeah. It's a sad 31-year-old man. Right. So... You have to let him, you have to let your boyfriend out. Like, listen, like, I'm not going to compete with your friend for our, our hangouts. Yeah. That's the one thing. I, I just don't want to compete with your friend. And there's, you have to start getting a little bit more upset with your boyfriend than him because your boyfriend's allowing this to happen. And the relationship should be, you know, you should be kind of wondering what his next move is as far as living situation. I'm not saying you have to move in together. Maybe he's going to move and get his own place. And then it becomes that. Maybe you start hanging out at your place instead of his. That's a good way to do it. Be like, And just be like, hey, I don't want to hang at your place. I feel like your roommate is always you know, yelling and stuff. It's not a comfortable place for us to fuck. Guys will follow their penis. <laughs> I just like, I like fucking at my place. That was what I would say if I were. Yeah. I just really, you know, I feel more comfortable, like, you know. Blowing you at my place. Oh, really? <laughs> I'll be there. I guess I can. I guess I, uh, I'll figure it out. Guys, you know, just play off of what we want. Blowjobs and food. Hey, I'm cooking for you at my place. You want to you come over? Oh, sure. Guess we, there goes loser roommate. He's out. Hey, I'm giving blowjobs at my place. Want to come over? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, I think moving hangouts to your place because you feel more comfortable is a good way to go. And then also holding your boyfriend more accountable for the boundaries he places on his friends. That's a big one. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored, people. My One of my favorites, Mattress Firm. They got, what a great company. They have physical locations for you to go to. Try the mattress. Then you go on your phone, you bring up mattressfirm.com slash podcast, and you see what the deals they got. And they got deals, baby. And if you need a mattress, I don't want to sleep on something I've never put my back on. Do you? I'm talking to you, podcast listener. Do you? Do you want to sleep on something you've never tried? Mattress Room has, 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 has outlets all over this great nation. So they got you covered. Mattressroom.com slash podcast. See what the deals are happening right now as I read this sentence. 120 night sleep trial to ensure perfection. 120 night low price guarantee. You know they paid the perfect price. Again, go to mattressroom.com slash podcast and learn how your sleeping can be monumentally approved. Am I a deplorable, lonely piece of shit? Please answer. 
<laughs> What's up, Jared? Feather, feather, feather. Been a Lannister since the TM, TFM days, and I spread the word to everyone with ears. I'm a high school senior. Wow, a high school email. It's been a while. So he's been listening since he's been middle school? High school emails. Oh, that's cute. High school senior spends most of his time at the gym with and with family. I'm headed off to a medium-small college with a medium-large social life in the fall, and I'm worried about not having a social life there and not having fun. Here's my question. I'm a deplorable, lonely piece of shit. Some backstory. I meet people very quickly and can talk with anyone about anything, but when it comes down to it, I don't think I have many friends. I just acquaintances, and at this point, my only real friends are my sister and my sister's roommate, both of whom are four years older than me. I never really got along with anyone my age because I always thought they were too immature. My closest uh, acquaintances are more than 15 years older than me because I never really had that many friends i never got invited to parties and never really had a social life because i don't have people to do stuff with i go to sleep around 11 every night and wake up at 6 a.m i bust the i bust the kids my age balls most of them don't care that much because they do it back but one kid keeps getting offended when i do it to him and when i talk about him with the with his brother Am I a deplorable piece of shit for ball busting with people behind their backs? And I'm just a guy. Am I just a guy who's going to die alone without any friends? Keep my lack of friends uh, in mind and not having a date. Do you think I should go to my high school prom? I hope you answer this even if you don't read it. Listen, man, you sound like a nice guy. I feel for you because I, I, I do. You, I'm sure there's more people that want to be friends with you than you can even understand. Right? Yeah. I think we all go through that in high school where like you think like I'm alone in this world and there's nobody that understands me. But you know what's you know what? There's a lot of people that feel that way. Like I I felt that way in high school. I think I felt like I didn't have close friends until the end, kind of trying to figure out who you were close with and who you felt comfortable around. It's just know that the feelings you have. I read this email and um, um. I think Shelby, do you do you do you have connection to it? Yeah, like to a point. I I wasn't says, as hard as my. Um, feels like he's being hard on himself. Yeah, then the thing that stood out for me was that he says like, there's so many people that are immature, but there's like you're in high school, so you're like supposed to be immature to a point. Yeah, and and we I want to, but this is the thing with this email. Just understand that you're not alone. Yeah, there's a lot of people who feel lonely in college and or in high school, and feel like they don't know who they are and who likes them. Even the coolest person, the person in your school in your high school, and I'll say this, I'm pretty confident about this because just having talked to people, everyone thinks they were a loser. Yeah, everyone thinks they were a loser. There's not very many people that are like, yeah, I was the coolest fucking guy in high school. It just you don't meet a lot of those people. You meet way more people that feel similarly to you. That they feel, yeah, I'm I, I I'm I'm kind of different. I don't think anyone's really that into me. I don't think anyone's like, you know, and that just know that what you're feeling is a normal feeling. And I hope that makes you feel a little bit better because it makes me feel better knowing that other people have the same anxieties as me. Yeah, like high school, college, I look back and think I should have been more mature in this part, but I should have oh, been more immature in these parts. Totally. Like, and and I also think back to like, you know, I think of like my friends now and like, you know, you have moments with certain friends. You're like, does this person even like me anymore? You know, like I have that now as 33. So in high school, you're just more removed from it all. And 
it's not weird to be close with your family and your sister. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah. Um, it's not weird to connect with older people because you feel I. That's totally great too. The I think you got to like give yourself a break a little bit. And I also think that includes you're being hard on yourself. So I'm sure you're being as hard on other people as you are yourself. That's kind of what I take from the email when you said that he says that everyone's immature. You have to be be easier on yourself, but also be easier on others. Have a little empathy to see that other people are feeling lonely. Other people are doing immature things because they're they're just trying to get through the day and they feel socially awkward. We're all in the same anxious boat. And here's what you do. And you're not going to always be alone. You're going to find friends. You're going to be fine. You're now. going to college yeah, right now. Where be, it's like such, here, and, there's so many people. But also, everyone's as anxious about college as you are. Just say yes to stuff. That Say yes to stuff. And here's the other thing. Right now in high school, here's, a, here's something that's hard to do. And I easier advice for me to give than it is to receive. I understand that. But I want you to, you know, enjoy the last, you know, few months of, co- of high school. You should enjoy it. Those people that you consider acquaintances, reach out to them. Say, hey, man, what are you doing this weekend? What's happening? I think that's a hard thing to do. Um, I had a friend literally just text me right now. Hey, want to go to, you know, go to a, a Knicks game? And now we're going. And it's hard to reach out to people like that. You don't because you're making yourself vulnerable. So I think you need to, like be okay with going to those acquaintances and be like, hey, I'm going to be playing video games this weekend. You want to come over and play video games? Do that. And that's a hard thing to do. But I think it starts at going to those people that you consider acquaintances and maybe trying and putting effort into strengthening those relationships. Because it's it's really easy to sit at home alone and go to bed. It's really easy to go to the gym when you you know you stay on the schedule. It's harder to be like, hey, I got nothing going on tonight. Want to do nothing? And I'm sure one of those people is going to come through. And if they don't, go hang out with your parents. That's not a, not a bad thing either. But I don't think you're a deplorable, lonely piece of shit. I think you're fine. And just know that everyone's going through it too. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Dearest JTrain, prestigious guest in the 666 Shelby. I was scrolling through a porn video to whack off earlier. I saw this homemade video of this girl riding reverse cowgirl and her ass looked like my girlfriend's. The scary part is there was a mole in the same spot as my girlfriend. <laughs> this can't be real. I know my girlfriend wouldn't cheat, but this vi- as my girlfriend. Oh, so it's currently his girlfriend. Uh, wouldn't cheat, but this video is really getting at me. My question on why I say is how do you get a bad image out of your head? I'm going to see her in a couple weeks and don't want to ruin our sex with me stuck in my head like this. You're a thank you, long time listener. What do you think? It's, I mean, if somebody, if I saw a girl that looked, you know, the same, this, same look, same thing in there, I feel like I would know if that person would be making a porn video. And yeah. Doing. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if it's, I mean, here's what you can do. Here's what you do. And this is like classic sitcom advice. Next time you see her, you have sex, you hang out, you have sex, and then afterwards you go, you know what's crazy? I was whacking off the other night, and there's a girl in a porn that looked exactly like you. And see what your reaction is. Really? Let me see. And go find it and show it to her. That's hot. That's sexy. That's post you know? Playing that. 
it might get the conversation going where she's like, it's definitely not her, but just be like, and just talking about it will make you feel better. And in the pantheon of how much porn is out there, that would be one of the biggest coincidences ever. <laughs> in the history of porn. Yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Train, train, train. Been a listener since the days of TFM. You're still killing it, and I can't wait to get out to a live show one of these days. Feather, 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 tickle, tickle. Also, on, an, on the note of live shows, let me give a couple announcements. Chicago, April 22nd, April 23rd, Zanies. Go to Zanies' website and buy tickets. Get a group. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be fun. But you guys got to come. And if you're a guy out there, I, I'm i just looking at the numbers on Instagram. There's a lot of women that come to these shows. Shelby? It's more than you'd think. Bananas. Yeah. So if you're a dude listening right now and you live in the Chicago area, get a couple dudes together and fucking make it happen. And, you know, you'll come see me. You'll laugh. And then afterwards, that bar fills up. Girls are there to hang. So, Zanies, April 22nd, 23rd. Also, if you're a person, um, I'm, I'm creating a channel. I have a channel where people can get more from me. Uh, bonus podcasts, bonus blogs, bonus videos. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Sign up. Uh, three bucks a month. Go sign up. Now to the meat of it. My girlfriend and I have five months just talked, and she revealed to me that she did feel like she was she did feel like she was in lo- Hold on. And she revealed to me that she did feel like she was in love anymore. I got I got to believe that that's a big omission. Like <laughs> that's the whole bomb, email. Bombshell. But well, also she did feel like she was in love anymore. That sounds like it should be she didn't feel like she was in love anymore. This could this, this <laughs> potential typo really shapes this email. Yeah, right after watching the season finale of The Bachelor, damn it. So I'm going to say she didn't this combined with the stresses of being in medical school led her to say that she didn't think it was best to continue our romantic relationship. That's so interesting that she watched the finale of The Bachelor. So she saw Ari dump one to take another and she was like, here's my shot. <laughs> right? Do you think there were more dumpings that happened that night? Like, this can't be the only one. It's not a, it doesn't end. And seeing it live makes it not seem so bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, if he could do it on TV, I can do it right here. Yeah. However, she wants to try and be plutonic meaning remaining close, still spending significant time together and attending events with her and my friends. She says she isn't sure how she feels, but knows that right now she can't be what I want her to. I know this is cliche, but what should I do? Should I try and do the public platonic friendship thing for a while and see how it goes? Do I go back away completely and give her space to figure out what uh, about what I do? Or something, whatever, I don't know, weird sentence. Um... This girl is special to me, and if we can work it out, I'd love to. But I don't want to end up pulling myself into the being the only broken in the uh, only to be broken in the end. What do you say, Senior Train? I would say here's what you gotta do. You can't be platonic. It's over, buddy. Game over. OVA, baby. Here's the problem. What she's trying to do is be nice, and it's not nice what she's doing. It's not nice at all. She wants to have her cake and eat it too. She wants to be the good guy while also being the bad guy. And you can't be both. You can't be both. So my advice to you and and being nice to each other when you see each other 
isn't what she's asking for. That is very easy to do. You can be nice to her. You can see her in, you know, if you have mutual friends and you guys are at the same party, you can be cordial, but that doesn't mean you have to fucking play by her rules of being kind of a half boyfriend. What you need to say to her is, listen, she stated what she wants. All right, that's out there. Good, good for her. Here's what you want. I want to take some time for me. I need to get better. So I think we should stop talking for a while. I understand you don't love me anymore, but I still have to deal with this on my own. You've said your piece. I'm going to go and do mine. I'm going to go out and try and get right because you've had more of an opportunity to get right than I have. Because obviously when someone dumps someone, they've dealt with it already. When you've been dumped, you don't have the time. Now you need your own time. And your own time needs to be done with the knowledge in mind that she doesn't love you anymore. So it's about going home, unsubscribing, letting her know, listen, I don't hate you. Just say to her, I don't hate you, but I need time to move on from loving you. That's the only way to go. And that doesn't mean, like, what does she want? You go to parties and events? No, 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 no. I'm going to go hang out with my buddies. I'm going to go find, I'm going to go talk to them. I'm going to go hang with them. I'm not going to be sitting around you with, you know, the stench of you watching you have a great time after you've already dealt with a breakup. I need that opportunity too. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here was Shelby. Dim the lights. Classic Shelb. On Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Go follow Shelby. Do it. Right? Why not? What are you going to lose? Yeah, what are you going to lose? What are you going to lose? It's free. Free. And Shelby puts out content. I don't post that often. It's good. But it's good stuff. At Classic Shelb. Let's do it. 26-year-old virgin. The plot thickens. Hey, J-Train. First, some quick feathering. Been listening since that first episode that came out my senior year of college, and I'm now 26. Here's the situation. I'm 26 and a virgin. I've done everything uh, but the deed and the limited opportunities. For some background, dating and such was never a big priority in high school or the start of college. When it did become one, I had a friends with benefits situation, but never went all the way as she was developing feelings that I did not reciprocate. Since then, I've had a handful of dates, but no relationships to speak of, and I'm dealing with a lack of confidence. I'm a bigger dude who's intermittently lost weight, but never able to, never enough to be life changing. I recently matched with a girl on Tinder, who so far is the best connection I've had in a while. While she'll be going out soon, and the question will be going out soon. The question is this: How big of a deal will my my lack of relationship and intimacy be? To her, she's 28. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. 26-year-old virgin. So he's a virgin. I'm 26 and a virgin. Um, It's not a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. There's so many steps before sex. And right now, sex is so glamorized. It's everywhere. And it was glamorized 10 years ago and 20 years ago. But I'm saying, in the time we live in right now, everyone's freely talking about the amount of sex i mean look at this podcast people were writing it i i can understand why someone would listen to this podcast and think everyone is fucking every minute of every day we're not okay and i can understand why you would concentrate on the sex as opposed to all of the other stuff that goes before the sex because when you've when you started to have sex all that others the all the like before when you're a virgin all the steps that get you to sex seem monumental Right? It seems like a mountain range with a K2 at the end. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I got to climb all those fucking, I got to talk to her. That's a mountain. I got to fucking, and, and I can understand why all you do is look at the K2. 
All you can do is you're like, I can't do this. I got to get through 1,000 mount- mountains plus that huge one all the way out there. But you got to concentrate one mountain at a time. Those mountains become easier as you become more in the fuck game because they're just not things that you worry about as much. Right now for you, you need to like take it step by step. Don't be afraid of having like bad sex too. That It's going to be bad. Yeah. But I'm saying don't be afraid of just meeting the person. You go on the date, it's not about sex. You, you want that to happen, but everyone wants that to happen. You go on the date, you have to go, see, I think you need to start creating like little mini checklists. This guy needs to go on the date. Did I have fun? Was she cool? Did we connect? Okay. Should I kiss? Should I touch a leg? Should I touch a small of her back? You know, like these are all little things that you should be more worried about other than sex. Because you're going to get to a point where you do like someone and they like you back. And you're going to be like, okay, also I have this thing where I haven't had sex yet. And I need you to know that um, this is like a big thing for me. It hasn't happened. And be totally okay with it. I mean, your email reads great. I understand everything you're saying. You've, uh, you know, you say you're a bigger dude. You know, those are your anxieties. Those are your, your vulnerabilities. That's okay to have. We all have them. But what you need to do is just worry about the first steps and own the virginity. That's the biggest thing. If someone said to me, like, especially from the guy's point of view, if a girl was like, like, if a girl said to me, here's two different scenarios. One, a girl comes to me and she goes, I'm a virgin. It's so important to me. I'm only waiting till marriage. It has to be with the person I love. I'd say, okay. That, I know the story. Totally cool with you being a virgin, but that's not a mountain I'm going to climb. I don't think that this is the right relationship for you to lose your virginity or for you to get into knowing that it has to end with marriage and, you know, this is just not for me. Yeah. But if a girl came to me and was like, hey, I'm 31. Um, every guy, I just haven't, haven't really connected. Um... Every time I get to sex, it feels like I, you know, it never really worked out. Um, and, you know, I really just have a standard where I just want to meet someone. I go, okay. You're in a, this is why it happened. This guy should go to women. And if a sex comes up, you say, totally honest. Hey, it hasn't happened yet for me. Um, I just never been in a relationship enough. And, it, you know, even the thing that he says right now. Um Friends with benefit situation never went all the way because she was developing feelings that did not reciprocate. That sentence alone tells me that you value the sex and you value someone's opinion of you in a different way. So you want to make sure that you're not lying to someone. So a woman hears that and they, you go, well, you know, one time there was one girl that I got close with and I knew I didn't really like care about her in the same way she cared about me and it didn't feel right to have the sex. Oh, that matters to you. You put your emotion with sex. Not a lot of guys are saying those things out there. Right? I don't think so. So no. for this guy, go with, own it. Own your luggage. Yeah, this is my bag. It's a virgin bag. Own your luggage. And no one, at, no one gets weird. <laughs> think of the luggage analogy. If you go to the airport and there's a bag near you and so it's like, is that your bag? And you go, I don't know. Look, well, whose bag is it? I don't know. I'd be like, there's a fucking bomb in that bag. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
But if you were like, if I went up to you, I was like, is that your bag? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's my bag. I got at the Virgin store. I've had a couple blowjobs, but I like this bag. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. All right. Nothing to see here. On to gate C. <laughs> gate C. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more email and then a news story. Yeah. Let's do. Well, you pick. I've fallen for my best girlfriend. We kind of did that one. Serving up aces. Workplace potential. Girls ask guys on date one. I like that one. I love that one. Female listener here. Thank you for being my pretend Jewish boyfriend in the car on my way to work. General dating question for you and esteemed guests in Classic Shelf. I was told if you ask the serious questions to a guy straight away on the first date, a guy is like less likely to be afraid of giving you his honest answer. Example, are you looking for a committed relationship or just casually dating right now? Do you want kids one day, etc.? The theory is, if you ask these questions on date five or six, the guy is more likely to be freaked out because these questions are now associated with the girl he's talking to and not just general first date, get to know you type questions. Wondering what your thoughts on this. Do you think there's a smart move for a single ladies? XOXO, chick from LA. What do we think? So she's asking, should she lay out what she wants on the first date? She's. It seems like what she's asking is... If I ask these bigger questions in the beginning, am I going to get a more honest answer than if I had asked them later because they might scare a guy away? Like, do you want kids? I think those are perfectly fine first date questions. Yeah, just kind of depending on how well it's going. Here's the difference between date one and date five. Fuck it. Okay? Yeah. So if you ask on date one what I'm looking for, I'm going to go... I'm just looking to have fun with someone to the point where I don't want to stop having fun with them. That would be my answer to that question. Okay. So you'd hear, and then you would receive that in whatever way you receive that. Now, if you ask that on day five, what am I looking for? I'm going to go, fuck, we already had sex. I owe her some explanation (laughs) that is way more than I can give. Um, we've signed a certain, it's, you know, the difference between day one and day five is it feels like, you know, the sex created a contract where we're put in a position that like, we're disappointing you. And that's not right. I'm not saying that's like a good thing. I'm just saying mentally, this is what, what I get to is like, I've already made this person the promise. You know, I have already had sex with this person. She did that with me. And of course she wanted it to happen and I wanted it to happen. But at the same time, did she have sex with me with, with the idea that we would have to be something more? Does that make any sense? Yeah, I think, yeah. Right, I'm just saying, like, when I, like, if I get asked, like, well, what are your feelings on, what are you looking for on day five after we've had sex? I'm like, oh, God, well, uh, maybe she thought that us having sex means that I was, we were on the same page, and maybe now we're not on the same page. As opposed to day one, where it's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. There's just no pressure on it because you have no history together. You can say whatever you want. And at least on day one, you're creating a new contract. You're saying, well, I said this on day one. Yeah, that'd be it. Just feel it out. Yeah, I just think what she's saying is somewhat true. I do think first date. But also, these questions should only come up if they feel comfortable being asked. You don't have to go on first dates with like this agenda of questions. If you do, you're going to not have a good first date. 
You should go on the date to have fun. And then if it gets, I love asking weird questions on a first date. Like, you know, like, you know, what happened with the last boyfriend? I all, I love that question, but I'm not going to ask it before we've had a few drinks and are having a good time. Those aren't openers. So I think there's like a time and a place. And also, these are questions that you don't ask to someone you don't like. You only ask them when you start liking the person on the day. Oh, I'm having a good time. I do want to know this because I do like this person. I want to see if they're on the same page as me. Yeah. I think, you know, these questions, what are appropriate, not appropriate to ask on a first date is all about how much you enjoy the person. Don't ask questions if you don't enjoy the person. Get the fuck out of there. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Shelby, we got some news? We do. Let's hear it. So, uh, do you play video games? Uh, I used to play more Madden, but that's really it. I I used to play. I never play anymore. But Not anymore. People, I mean, I'm kind of jealous of, like, the people who are big into video games because I'm like, like, I wish I, like, you know, had the interest. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do we got? Yeah, like some people love it. I heard there's some game Fortnite being talked about. Fortnite's a, lot, a big but, one right but. now. Yeah, like I don't have the general like need. Like I feel like it would be good for me because it would take time away from like things that are bad for my life. Like I'd be like, oh, I don't want to drink tonight. I'm going to go home and play video games. Like I think that would be a better outlet. But what happened with this guy? There's a guy, uh, 29-year-old Alex Lovell. He was playing video games so much and his training regimen that it kind of fucked with his sex drive and... Uh, he just couldn't keep it up, like, to the amount of his girlfriend needed it. Okay. So, Why was it fucking with his sex drive? That's kind of weird. He was just playing so, his trainings is so much. It, okay. He Training. Was, yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> that's funny. So his girlfriend, uh, 30 years old, girlfriend of two years, she discovered Tinder on his phone and oh, red no. hair in his shower drain. So her hair, by the way, or if you want to see a picture of her, is dyed green. She does not have red hair. It's one of those where it's yeah. like, yeah, she's a natural. There's no red hair. in there. So she did the sensible thing. She took a samurai sword and attacked him while he was sleeping. Where'd they get the samurai sword? There's sword enthusiasts out there, I guess. You see one. <laughs> this does nothing good for the, for the, um, the gaming community. Yeah. Right? Like, like you want to... Yeah, we're normal. It's normal to play video games as an adult. And then you hear about the one gamer who gets attacked with his own samurai sword. It's like, yeah, you're a child. You're a child. She uh, answered the sword question. She bought it at the mall. <laughs> she bought it at the mall. Yes. Uh, these people could not be farther away from where I am in life. Cops found him. Hanging at malls. Yeah. <laughs> Using samurai swords, playing video games. Like, I, I can't imagine this being, uh, you know, like, their apartment must look like shit. Putting, so, just putting myself in a woman's shoes. Mm. If my boyfriend cheated on me, how far down the list samurai sword would have it's to be? Pretty, it's pretty far. I don't, yeah, I'm not going to be taking out my, what are they? The, the, my katana. Yeah, my katana blade. And I'm not going to take out, you know, the, uh, what are the... Those short ones, the like the hand ones that yeah. you know the uh, the uh, you know feel like Teenage Ninja Turtles. You know, call up Hattori Hanzo. <laughs> yeah, see if he can. This is nuts. 
So yeah, she said she was planning it for days, and she was planning trying, it, trying to kill him for cheating. And uh, well, that's was, not a good thing to tell the police. Bill was said at three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. She's currently in jail, and he's. Uh, I have a feeling the 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 couple with the samurai sword wasn't putting away extra money for the three hundred thousand dollar bail. She does not look like it, judging by his facial hair too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do another story. So Hannibal Burris, he's a pretty popular comedian. Love Hannibal. Almost as big as it gets. He was performing at Loyola University in Chicago. Okay. And minutes into his routine, they posted a thing on the screen, and they just cut his mic and said that he had been uh, using material about... Topics that they had off limits. It's sort of a more religious school that included yeah. rape, sexual assault, race, sexual orientation, gender. Those are all off limits. Apparently. Well, I guess they told him before the show he wasn't what he was and wasn't allowed to talk about. He, I, <laughs> the thing is, uh, and then he went up and talked about priests and little boys. Is that what happened? It's yeah. interesting. These college shows, like. Here's the thing about college shows. You guys give money to your student activities board and everyone is giving money to that. So everyone at your school puts in $50 into a pot. So you have a lot of money to give to people to come and do non-alcoholic events uh, because your school has a responsibility to show you different, you know, give you entertainment yeah. because you're living in the community of the school. So now they have all this money and comics get booked to your school and a guy like Hannibal Burris, who's a successful comedian, doesn't necessarily need to be at a bunch of colleges, um, didn't want to turn down the, you know, he's probably thought, oh, this is a fucking ton of money. They probably offered him a, like a ridiculous amount, more than you could get for one night of any other show. So a lot of comics go begrudgingly to these schools. And then there's a point where they say, well, you can, here's what you can talk about. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Yeah, I guess if I'm going to take the check, I got to play by the rules. And, you know, I do understand. I think Loyola is right. And I also think, you know, Hannibal can do whatever he wants because he is the owner, the CEO of his own company. Yeah, he said. Uh, and it might get him more famous for doing it. Yeah, I know. Uh, what's it? The late Charlie Murphy, I think one time at a show. I remember that. He yeah. He was getting booed. So he ran off stage, got the check that they sent him had given him and then yeah tore it up and said fuck you i don't need this shit <laughs> out of school i mean i've been to some of these college gigs can be brutal because you know where they're happening they're happening in the hub and we, they're happening in the cafeteria we called it the hub the hub right yeah. yeah that's what penn state had the hub and that's where it happens so it's not really like a comedy club it's not like people are having drinks and hanging out anytime my friends are like oh you're doing a college i must be fucking awesome i'm like it's really just desensitized. Like, you know, I go, I have a fun time. I'm happy when they, it's in a room where people are excited to have you there. But a lot of times you're an afterthought because people are like, oh, there's a show. Sometimes they, I noticed, and like when I was in school, they had like these huge names. They do uh, these like big posters, like these yeah. cool designs. And some they'd be like good comedians that I knew. I was like a fan of comedy. Sure. That they'd uh, do some sidewalk chalk announcements yeah. like a few days before maybe and then i'm like this guy's coming this is how they're not like and that's the thing because the school what it, you know what it is is if you work in student activities you want to do that for your resume hey i worked in the student activities but you can just do it and it doesn't matter how good or bad you are at it, it's on your resume 
Yeah. Um, it doesn't say whether you, you know, I would think that if you work for student activities, you would want to have be so good at it that you get the, you know, all the students involved and you're looking. If it's supposed to be this way to like prepare you for life, no job would keep you if you got 10 people to the show that you paid for. If you were in event planning, like if I was in event planning I, or one major in event planning, that's what I would wear. I'd be in student activities so I could be planning events, getting used to that. So it kind of shows where this like college is supposed to like prepare you for life. And it does offer you the tools to be prepared for life. But you have to use the tools. If I get there and there's five people there, okay, obviously someone wasn't good at the event planning part of this. You yeah. booked the comic, you paid the comic, you got the room. Okay, that's some of the job, but you need an audience. It happened we were I used to do stand up and yeah. they I got to open for a comedian coming to the and I was like so excited Sure, I can tell you the name afterwards. Okay. But, but you're pumped. You're gonna meet this comic. This is someone you're a fan of, hypothetically. You're gonna get you're, yeah. you're gonna have this big show and you're gonna be able to show this comic that you're someone that's at this campus that wants to do this. Yeah. Not only that, but I like I went to the shows there. They attracted a pretty good amount of people. Okay. Like it was a cool. And then the week comes, and I, I'm telling people, but the way they promoted it was the sidewalk chop. Yeah, happened, and there was not that many people. There. Yeah, that, and then then they go on and put it on their resume, and they're like, "Hey, I'm a you know I'm a student activities person." It's like, well, yeah. give me the numbers. How many people showed up to each show? Right. I want to know who, uh, who, what comics I can call. <laughs> to, to hear about how well you planned yeah you know and it's there's no accountability for him so this is this is an instance where he was probably thought he was like i'm in a room where i'm gonna say whatever the fuck i want i don't care and they were like no this is what you're getting paid for yeah you know and that's their right but shelby thank you for coming on thanks for having me at classic shelb on twitter and instagram and snapchat i'm jared freed we did an alone one i hope you enjoyed let me know at jared freed on instagram jared freed on facebook JTrain56 on Twitter and Snapchat. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. Keep telling your friends. Keep spreading the word. Boom.